Hey, Disability After Dark listeners, I want to let you know two things before we start today's brand new episode. Thing number one is I launched the brand new minisodes of Disability After Dark. And just so you know what a minisode is, it's basically 10 minutes of where you write me a letter or basically your thoughts or feelings or deep thoughts about disability culture, sexuality, your day-to-day stuff around sex, love, and disability, and I read it back to you in a mini-episode. I would love for you to send me in your letters, whatever you're most comfortable with, letting me know how you feel about sex and disability, dating, um, body stuff, whatever you want to write in around sex and disability, or again, just disability generally. I also think this is a great option for also people who who maybe are really shy and don't want to actually be a guest in the show, but have things they want to share, I can read them back to you. Also, people for people with different varying levels of disability that have communication stuff, I think this is a great option. So if you want to contribute to a Minnesota of the show, uh, which will probably, they'll probably come out every Wednesday or every, you know, every other Wednesday. I'll have to see how I feel about it, but probably every Wednesday. Um, you can, if you want to contribute, you can email me at andrew at andrewgerza.com using the subject line Minnesota. Thing two I want to tell you about this coming weekend, February 23rd through 25th. If you're in Toronto, I am participating in the Playground Conference, which is a sex-positive conference around intersectionality. It's a great conference. I've been a part of it for the last few years. But this year, I'm doing a live taping of Disability After Dark, and I would love for those of you in Toronto to be a part of this with me. The podcast taping goes February 24th at 1.30 p.m., and it is at the Hilton in the Hall. Sorry, the Hilton, not the Hilton, the Holiday Inn downtown center. Um, and you can get tickets at Playground Conf. That's playgroundconf.com. You can find all the information there. That's again February 23rd through 25th at the Holiday Inn downtown center. Um, and again, the Disability After Dark session is February 24th at 1.30 p.m. And now, on with the show. Cripple Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark with Andrew Gerza Shining a bright light on sex and disability Content Warning The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming to a brand new episode of Disability After Dark. I am, of course, your disability boyfriend experience, Andrew Gerza, and I'm happy you want to shine a bright light on sex and disability with me. So, let's get started. Before we get started, I want to thank everybody who pledges on the Patreon page. That means the world. I know that it can't be easy to pledge all the time, and I know that Many of you can't always pledge, but I appreciate when you can, and I appreciate what, what you 
help me achieve once a month with this program means a lot. So thank you so much. I wanted to give you all a personal shout out for pledging. I'm going to try to make sure the video, the, the, the episodes are up one week. The, the special episodes for the Patreon listeners are up one week before. So that if you're a Patreon pledger and you pledge more than $2, you can hear the special episodes. Because I think it's really cool when you get to hear them first and you pledge your money. So I want to give you something back. And that's what I'm trying to do. So thanks. Also, I really want to do merch, but merch is super expensive to actually have produced the right way. I've been looking into it, and it would cost me more money to actually produce the thing. Um, until we get super big, I want to be able to give you things that I don't have to spend money to produce. I want to be able to give you things that are going to make you want to want to put your hard-earned dollars down towards this program. Um, so let me know what you think I should do to make the Patreon a little bit more exciting. I was thinking Google Hangouts. I was thinking um, proper private Facebook groups for those who pledge, things like that. Let me know what would work for you and things you would want to have from a Facebook group. I've been looking at or from a from a special Patreon pledging perspective. Perks, that's the word, perks. Let me know what perks you'd want to have for this program. Um, and I'll try to make it happen that I don't have to produce. So, so not necessarily merch, but things that would make you happy. Things that would that you would only get as a Patreon supporter. I'm seeing it a lot of, in a lot of other podcasts, and I'm trying to emulate that because I want to give you stuff back as much as I can. So, let me know. Email me, tweet me. Let me know what you think. Thanks. Now, really, time for the show. Okay, so as I go in to record this episode, it's a couple weeks until Valentine's Day. It's officially right now, during the date of this recording, February second, twenty eight, February third, sorry, twenty eighteen. So it's like le- it's like almost less than less than yeah, less than two weeks until Valentine's Day. Um, as a single and sexy queer crippled lover and disabled unicorn, Valentine's Day gives me a lot of feelings about love. Some of them are not necessarily the most positive or happy, but they, it gives me a lot of feelings around disability and ableism and all these things. And I have that'll be a whole other episode about how Andrew feels about love. That'll be more like a intricate secret journal about how Andrew really feels about all the things about love and disability, which I'll do one day when I'm a little bit angrier at the world, which which will happen eventually. Don't worry. Um, so this is around the time February ish. When many of us, some of us who are in high school or in college or are just young people generally, or, you know, those of us who are in our post-high school days as disabled people will be dealing with dances and being asked out, like being asked out into the world by somebody and being like, hey, want to go on a date because it's Valentine's Day? Let's do something like special together. Want to do that? And so many of us will be asked out that way. Um... And I wanted to touch on a phenomenon that I, that I that we've all been seeing throughout social media for the past couple of years now, um, and this happens. This is happening especially in high schools and middle schools throughout like Midwest America. Not really in Canada that I've seen, but what I've seen is like Midwest America or like LA or like places like that where this this stuff will be will happen, and then you'll see it on the local news. Anyway, it's a whole thing. So basically, what's happening in these... Why I want to bring this up is because there are videos where people will will record 
disabled people being asked out to prom or asked out to a dance by an able-bodied classmate. Usually, this classmate is a football star or athletic star who is one of the most popular people in the class. Sidebar, when I was a young crippled teenager, I would have died if the hot football player, in my case, lacrosse player, asked me out of the prom. I would have fallen apart because there was this... There was this lacrosse player who was beautiful that I really, really had a giant crush on. Um, and so these videos are going viral of non-disabled people asking disabled people out on dates to the prom. Everybody films it. It becomes this big, giant thing. And, and, you know, the news stations pick it up. And it just... It feels, as a disabled person, it feels super weird to me. And I had some feelings about it that I want to share for this episode. In doing my research for this episode, I found a ton of videos where this happens, and I noticed some things that really irritated me right off the bat, and I wanted to talk about them, and I was going to even play a clip that I found and like put the audio through a, a clip machine and, and put it in the episode, but I wasn't sure about copyright things, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to talk to you about the clip and tell you what I'm seeing. Um, so I watched a clip about this girl named Tiffany, Somewhere in the Midwest, I think. And this football star named Luis, who asked her out to prom. Now, the newscaster makes a big deal about how she has a crush on him. And they are, she like loves him and thinks he's great. And he decides to take her to prom. Now, that would be all well and good if, first of all, the news wasn't there. Capturing this weird moment of these two teenagers trying to have a thing. Secondly, if... We knew whether or not he was doing it because he wanted to, or was he doing it because the cameras were there. And then, as I'm watching this clip unfold, they don't, they barely, barely speak to Tiffany, who I think has possibly Down syndrome, I'm not exactly sure, but she does have a disability, um, and they don't talk to her barely at all. They speak mostly to Luis and his family, and they ask him, you know, why he did it, they ask him, They his family says he's so great and so selfless, and I just felt really uncomfortable watching it, and I couldn't believe that they wouldn't speak with Tiffany. When they did, they asked her, like, are you excited? And she said yes. And they asked her, like, are you, do you like Louise? And she said yes. And they, they didn't ask her, like, how does this really make you feel? How are you feeling about all these things? And you can tell partway through the clip, which I'll put... In, which I'll put in the the show notes for this episode, you can tell that she's kind of uncomfortable with all the attention, and she just kind of wants to go with her friend or her, the guy that she likes to prom, and she doesn't really understand why the cameras are there, and I wouldn't really understand either. Um, and I noticed this a lot when I was watching a lot of these clips. I noticed that the disabled kid was, like, excited, but also, like, why the fuck are you filming this? Why? Why? You could tell they were unsure, and they, they wanted to just have the moment without being filmed by their classmates, um, and I also really felt like the disabled person, the non-disabled person's family didn't need to, didn't need to elevate him further than he was, which is so much ableism there, they spent literally two minutes saying how great he was, and they spent maybe 20 seconds talking to Tiffany about the event itself, wow, like maybe, maybe Tiffany wants somebody to ask her how she really feels about it. Maybe she's pissed off that no one talked to her about it. It's pretty upsetting. 
in subsequent clips that I watched, that's not the only one, like I watched five or six, in subsequent clips that I watched, the same thing would happen. The able-bodied guy typically would ask out the disabled girl. The crowd would go wild and praise him. And they were like, ooh and ah. And then there was, in some clips where it was the the non-disabled girl asking out the disabled guy, the cheerleader, who, for, this, for the purposes of this episode, I will name Becky. So Becky would ask out, you know, ex-disabled guy. And he would, there was one where I watched where his personal care attendant, like, wheeled him down a carpeted hallway that the girl had set up for him, and he was so nervous the whole time, and again, it wasn't, like, I'm excited and nervous, it was like, why is there a camera following me while this is happening, and so, there's so much ableism in all these events, and you can just see the nervousness, like, I'm, I am so happy that I grew up in a time where, it wasn't the cool jam to post everything on social media because I don't know how I would feel about a disabled person being used as, well, a prop for ableism in in this in even even if the even if the spirit is well intentioned, there's so much ableism here. And I mean, I do understand that they may be well-meaning. And that the non-disabled person may or may not have any idea that they are being ableist. And I get that because they're all young and they're just trying to do nice things. And I like this is how insidious ableism is. Because when you do a nice thing, even if you don't mean to, you probably, you might most likely be an ableist. When we're dealing with disabled people, you're probably doing something out of an ableist vein. Whether or not you mean to, young people today, you might be being ableist. And you're especially being ableist. If you're filming the event. More accurately, if you're filming the event just so the event can go viral on your Facebook so you look good. If that's why you're doing it, there's a problem. And you're being super ableist if that's happening. There's a lot more to come on this episode of Disability After Dark. But first, we're going to play some ads from our awesome sponsor and some great listeners. So... We'll do that and we'll be right back on Disability After Dark, the podcast shining light on sex and disability with your host, Andrew Gerza. This episode of Disability After Dark has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Get free shipping at www.comeasyouare.com using coupon code AFTERDARK. Hi, my name is Ali Wong, and I'm a director, performer, and producer working in opera and theater. I listen to Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. This episode of Disability After Dark is brought to you in part by La Petite More. La Petite More is a Hamilton, Ontario, Canada-based sex toy company operated by Haroon Sperling. A 1NB operation, they are committed to body safety, body positivity, and a gender-neutral approach to their toys. Head to petitemore.ca to check them out and be sure to use coupon code AFTERDARK for free shipping at checkout. PetiteMore.ca Adult. Queer. Safe.
I want to thank the sponsors, Come As You Are and Le Petit More, for supporting this show. It's great that I could put ads from them on the show. If you are looking to sponsor a podcast and you're listening and you're like, I want to, I have a product that I want maybe to talk about or a service that I want to talk about, and you can sponsor Disability After Dark, let me know. Send me an email and we can talk about having you on as a sponsor one week or something. So I appreciate all the things. Also, if you have submitted an ad for me for the show and said why you love the show, I'd love to have more of those. So if you want to create one, you can ha- you can just go on your phone and, and do a voice memo of what you like about Disability After Dark, why Disability After Dark is an important program for you, what it means for you, and I'll play it throughout the, the ad breaks. So you can always email me at andrewgerza.com and we can put, we can, we can, I can't speak, we can create an ad together. But now, back to the show. As I continue to do research on promposals and really underpin why it was a problem for me and for a lot of disabled people, I found a lot of things on the internet and people writing about it and people having a lot of feelings about these promposals directed towards disabled people and people being people with disabilities being asked out to dances by non-disabled people and the effects that it has on the culture. And I was seeing a lot of things from non-disabled people saying how great it was and then almost every single disabled person was saying how how wrong it was and how painful it was and how how hard it was to to watch those videos as a disabled person. And there was one quote that I found that really spoke to me about it, and I wanted to read it out to you because I feel it was important, and I feel it really sums up how a lot of us in the disability community feel about videos like this. It says, These stories are everywhere, and it's easy to get wrapped up in them. It's even easier to share them. But before you do, I beseech you to ask yourself how it would feel to read them from the disabled person's point of view. If you were the woman, no one even bothered to interview. If you were the kid with no last name. If you were the one who no one could believe the cheerleader would ask to the prom. The one who no one reading those articles could ever think might end up being the actual boyfriend or girlfriend of their one-time feel-good date. I agree with this quote because it really shows how when people do this, people are like shocked and surprised. And you can hear in the videos, which I'll post a few of in the show notes so you can see for yourself how surprised people are and how like shocked and awe that so-and-so attractive person is is going with their lowly disabled friend to the prom. And it's really heartbreaking when you're a disabled person and you hear that type of ableism being vocalized by young people who don't even realize that it's ableism. I was just thinking about it now, and this is not something that I wrote down, but I was thinking about, you know, what we should have in sex ed classes, and these are examples of what we should be showing young people in sex ed classes of what not to do to your disabled classmates when talking about romance. Don't bait them with the date to the prom when it was just for your own personal gain. Don't do that. And and this is what we should be talking around consent to young people with disabilities. And these videos should be used as an example of what not to do. So, as you know from listening to back episodes of the program, I was once a disabled teenager. I kind of still am a disabled teenager in many ways when it comes to love and romance. 
So let me break down for you how the disabled person slash teenager, especially in moments like this, might feel. And let me share with you the bullet points of emotion that I created to discuss what they might feel about this kind of ask, this big ask. They might feel overwhelmed. And in many of the videos that I watched, they were overwhelmed by what was happening. The disabled teenager might feel pressured to say yes because everybody's filming them. The whole school wants it to be this viral hit. They may feel an overwhelming immediate pressure to say, yeah, oh my God, I have to say yes, yeah. They may also feel kind of excited because the quote-unquote normal kid asked them out, which will trigger their internalized ableism. So, again, the, 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 jo the high school football jock may not realize that the internalized ableism is happening, but if the hot guy asks you out, as a young disabled person, the conventionally hot guy, rather, you might feel like this is the standard that I have to live up to all the time. And what if the next person you meet doesn't look like that or isn't like that? How will, how will that affect your sense of who you should be with afterwards? The, the young disabled teenager may also feel that this date to the prom may lead somewhere for them with this high school jock or this cheerleader, whoever it is. It may lead somewhere and it probably won't and when they realize that part they'll be crushed and hurt that maybe it didn't go anywhere maybe it wasn't a real romance and maybe it wasn't that and that feeling can really suck when you're disabled really really suck they, the disabled teenager may also feel like a prop maybe if they realize at all yet in their young teenage brains all the, of all the ableism they're dealing with they may feel like a prop and that that's Nobody should feel that way. Nobody should be filmed for the the betterment of the able-bodied people. Of able-bodied people, no disabled person deserves that. Especially not young, disabled teenagers trying to make their way in the world. I just want to say, newscasters and local news people who are filming this and who are turning these into big stories, please. Don't do this anymore. Stop doing this. It's really gross. And I can't watch it anymore. I don't want feel-good stories where so-and-so Joe... I don't want to see that on the news. It just is so painful as a disabled person to watch that. Please stop making this news spectacle. You're not doing something good by putting that in, in the, the news space. Now, if, if you know, the the stories weren't encapsulated in such ableist terms and if you actually spent time talking to the disabled person to see how they feel about the thing for real and spent more than 20 seconds on them i might be inclined to watch these stories to really feel how they understand to really understand how they feel about all the things i'm so angry i can't speak about this feeling but really news people you got to stop spreading this shit around this is this is the epitome of ableism and this needs to really stop so please, if you are an up-and-coming journalism student listening to this podcast episode, if you're somebody who has talked to disabled people in the media, don't present stories like this. Please don't. Please. I also looked for videos just to, you know, present a balanced viewpoint. I looked for stories where the disabled person asked an able-bodied person or a non-disabled person out to the prom and I could not find any videos showing this perspective which speaks to 
The only time we film it is when it's going to benefit an, an able-bodied person or an able-bodied perspective, and that's really dangerous. It's a really dangerous way to look at these things. And if you are a disabled person and you want to ask out a non-disabled person, that's great. But please start filming it if, we, if we're going to do it this way because I want to see... I want to see the other the other side. If we're, I mean, if we're gonna, we shouldn't even be filming these stupid things anyway. But if we're gonna do it this way, I want to see disabled teenagers asking out non-disabled people and seeing their reactions and seeing how they react to that and seeing if they say yes or seeing if there's an ableism they might have to confront when doing this. I remember back in two thousand one, I asked a girl out to my senior prom. And I really liked her because she was hip and she was cool and she was anti-establishment and she was all like, not punk, but kind of a nerd. She was not a punk at all. She was totally a nerd. But I was into that kind of nerdy, awkward thing, which which has carried me through my adulthood. P.S. I'm really into awkward dudes. P.S. But I was really into her because she was awkward and I was awkward too. Um, and I may have told the story before, but I was sitting on the ramp of my high school and she was coming, we were going to like English class or something together, and she was coming up the ramp, and I was coming down to grab something, and I remember stopping her and saying, um, hey, like, do you, would you want to go, like, to the, um, to the, to the, uh, to the prom together? And I remember she paused, looked me up and down in that weird way that only a disabled person really understands, which is like, go somewhere with you, but you're disabled. That's It's a look that we get all the time that we that only disabled people know. It's like the look that says, oh, I'm going to be unintentionally judging you right now. Um, so she looked me up and down and said, no, I think I'm just going to go with friends. Thanks so much. And so she may not have been into me. I may not have been her type, and, and that's fine. But I do wonder what her reaction would have been if there had been cameras all around, if there had been friends with smartphones all around, if there had been a news crew filming me, what would she have said when the disabled boy was like, hey, do you want to go out? Do you want to go to prom? Or would there not even have been news crews? Because here's something to think about. Would the news crews not even come because the able-bodied person was being asked out instead of asking the disabled person out? Think about that. Don't worry, though, I got out of the experience unscathed, and I grew a healthy appreciation and appetite for the peen, slash male-identified peeps, and boys would soon love the palsied peen. So, no harm, no foul. One of the things that I would love to see is videos where the able-bodied jock or cheerleader, Becky and John, we'll call them, asks the disabled kid out to the prom or out to the dance, and in a Daria-esque style, and in parentheses I put, you now know my favorite nerdy things from the 90s, I loved Daria so hard. Um, and in, an, in a Daria-esque style, the disabled kid is like, actually, what's happening here is super ableist, and I will not be going to prom with you. And they wheel away, and the able-bodied the able person stands there looking dumbfounded and unsure what to do. That should be recorded. I, I'd love to see how how that went. So anybody, any young, like, disabled kids who feel like this is weird for them, do a video like that. Don't, don't be super rude to the person, but just lay it out. Lay out the feeling and have them be recorded and feel weird about that experience for them. Able-bodied people, especially able-bodied teens, 
need to know this feels weird a lot of the time. I also want to quickly send a shout out to disabled teens and to people who this has happened to before. This weird filmed asked promposal thing to disabled pe- people who have been subjected to this kind of ableism. This kind of digital digital ableism, if you will. Whoa, that's a new one. Is it a new one? I think it is. Digital ableism. I like that. Um, if you've been suge- subjected to digital ableism like this, especially as a teenager, I want to give you some advice. And that is, you are allowed to say no. You are allowed to simply say, no, I'm not going to the problem with you. Thanks. Nope. You're allowed to decline any kind of cajoling or you're allowed to just be like, nope, I'm out. Bye. I'm going. I'm leaving. You're totally cool if you go to the prom by yourself, or if you don't go to the prom at all, you're still still cool. Or if, like I did, you go to the prom with your attending care worker. You're badass if that happens. You also have the right to say, I don't want to have this filmed. Please stop filming me right now. You have the right to say no to that, and that's okay. And I think... If we, more and more of us did that, these videos of digital ableism wouldn't be wouldn't be as viral. And it's it's okay to not get swept up in it, disabled person. If you feel uncomfortable now, if you're loving it and it's what you want, I say good for you. But if you feel uncomfortable in any way, you're allowed to say, "I don't want to do this anymore" and leave. So in some of the videos that I'll post. You'll see the kid being pulled by his care worker, like, down a red carpet to be asked to the prom. And he looks uncomfortable, like I said. So if he feels uncomfortable, he should have the right to say to his PCA and his care worker, I don't like this, I want to go. And the care worker should say, you know what, stop filming, we're done, we're not doing this anymore. That's okay too. That's really all my thoughts on promposals and the rise of digital ableism. I also want to give a give a call out to anybody who wants... You've heard a lot about my experiences as a young, queer, crippled person. You've heard me talk a lot about my life with my dad and my mom and then me doing, like, when I was a teenager episodes. I'd love to hear when you were a teenager episodes and what growing up as a teenager with disabilities and navigating your sexuality was like for you. Also, if you have any teenage friends who are like 17, 18 and want to come on and tell me what it's like being a teenager now and want to come on the show and do that, I would love that. So have them email me, andrew at andrewgerza.com. Uh, put in the subject line, disability after dark, teen years or something. Um, and I'd love to have that be an episode. I want to let you know that I'm also working on a brand new podcast called Disabled History or the Disabled History Pod. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with the Disabled History Pod because it's really cool. Um, And the tagline for that is turning history into Crip Story. I'm at the really beginning stages. I'm working on getting music done and and some artwork done for the, the pod. And I want to know what kind of stories and historical things you want to have in a podcast like this. It's going to be really research heavy. It's going to be me reading a lot of things from the internet and making jokes about it and funny comments and things like that and looking at like ableism from the 1800s and looking at like origins of, of 
words around disability and stuff like that and laws and all these things. Really, really a fun take on history and disability, which is something we don't hear enough about. We don't have a lot of historical context around disability that's just a discussion of that stuff. So I wanted to dedicate a podcast to that. So Cripple Content Creations will be releasing that soon when I get off my ass and start doing it, but it's in the works, I promise. If you want to contribute ideas to that, send me an email with the subject line Disability History Pod and let me know what we should talk about because I'd love to have your input. Stay tuned. All right, so that's another episode of Disability After Dark, and I want to thank you so much for shining a bright light on sex and disability with me. If you want to follow my work, you can head over to www.andrewgrizzle.com. If you love the show and you're listening to us on iTunes, please, please, please rate and review us so more people can find the show. You can also follow Disability After Dark on all the socials. On Twitter, we're at DisAftDark. That's D-I-S-A-F-T. D-A-R-K-P-O-D on Twitter, or of course you can follow me directly at Andrew Gerza, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash disabilityafterdark. If you want to support the program, you can do so via Patreon. As little as $1 a month helps me keep this show going, and I can't thank you enough for all your support. You can pledge at patreon.com slash disabilityafterdark. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright Crippled Content Creations 2018